9 to the end for Brother Eric Van Denning, whose subject is the commission of the apostles. Revelation 7, beginning with the ninth verse. After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders, and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces, and worshipped God saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them into living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Brother Harry. Thank you, Brother Bob. Beloved brothers and sisters, my address this evening to you is for the benefit of hope of both old and young. That's a, what the real teaching of the apostles was. Now you remember that in running to you in New Testament that John the forerunner of Christ come in heralding, heralding to the world the approach of Christ and saying the royal majesty of the heaven is at hand. That's a, that's a little Greek rendering of that text. Now when Christ had approached, we find Christ says the royal majesty of heaven has approached. And under that outfit there was many that came to John and was baptized. He said, all Jerusalem, all Judea, came and was baptized. Now, uh, penance saying that they should believe on him that should come after you. Now, as we come down to then, the uh, Christ came upon the sea. What was his subject that he preached? As we know, it was the kingdom of God. The first time he preached was his own town. 43rd verse of that fourth chapter of Luke says, He said, I must need to preach the kingdom of God to other cities, for therefore I must him. He went with his ministry of 12 and 70 for a period of some three or three and a half years and finally ascended into the heaven. But what we're concerned about was a message. In giving this message, he didn't give it to the whole world in general, did he? If you'll do with me the 10th chapter of Matthew, and there we find that Christ told his disciples, says, Do not 
go not into the Gentiles in any city of the Samaritan, but rather go eat the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So their preaching was confined to the Jews. If you read the 15th chapter, you'll find he told the Syrophoenician woman that to them only was he sent. Well, uh, what did they preach? As I told you, Christ preached the kingdom of God. If you deny, uh, if you want to deny that, just read the read the subject that he used there at time. In Mark uh, one and fourteen, it says after John was put in prison, Christ went about all Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, there's many persons today that would love to know just how they could be saved. A lot of them would like to be saved without doing anything, but that is not the case, however, as we will show as we go through the book. Now, we know there's two things that, that make for our salvation. One is what we believe, and the other is the use we make of it, our moral support to that belief. So moral is essential to our salvation, but morals alone will not save you. Neither would faith alone save you, because the brother read in your hearing this morning that faith without works is dead. Now you know you couldn't be saved with a dead faith, could you? Then he goes on in the 26th verse of that second chapter of James, and he makes it clear. He says, as a body without the spirit or breath, read margin, is dead. Now, you know, you take the breath away, what would happen to people? What would happen to all the animal creation if he take the breath away? And speaking of the animals, in Psalms 104, he says he hideth his face, they are troubled. He taketh away their breath, they die. They turn again unto dust. In Ecclesiastes 3 and 7, he says both man and animal have the same breath, so that would do that. Now, James says that the body without the spirit is dead. All without the breath. You take it away, take away their breath, and they die. Now, the thing of it is, we all shudder to contemplate what will be after that. Now, it's for this very purpose that they were set into all the world. We know that every man that is born into this world was born under a sentence of death, and that he has multiplied that sin that condemned man in the start thousands and millions of times. And therefore, a salvation that I could offer you without the remission of sins would be a salvation that would be useless. So I'm coming this evening. I have a... I, I want to follow those apostles in this preaching of the kingdom because they had preached it with Christ to the Jew there for a period of three and a half years or three sometime. I'll not dispute the exact time. But anyway, what did they preach? If you read now, uh, 
Luke 9 and 1, he says he called his twelve together, gave them power and authority over all devils, and sent them to preach the kingdom of God. Now that is what they preached under Christ there when they was going about with Christ. But what did it, what was it to preach Christ there? If you read the sixth verse there, it said, and they went about all the cities and villages preaching the gospel. So that was the gospel they preached. Now, Christ was about to take his, was about to ascend to heaven. He told his disciples in Matthew 24:14, he says, This gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the world for a testimony among all nations, not just to the Jews, because they just spent three years in proclaiming it to the Jews. <coughs> now, let's go further with that then and follow them in worldwide commission. I want to read some texts and then we'll elaborate on them as we go along. The first one I want to call your attention to was the commission that he he gave those disciples. And I'm going to read first from Matthew. And it's the 28th verse. I mean 28th chapter of Matthew. Here he says to them, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain uh, where he had appointed them. Now, under the appointment, Christ put them out just for the purpose here. And Jesus came and spake unto them, said, All power in heaven and earth is given unto me. Now, he didn't have that all power that was given to him, did he? Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Not just the Jewish nation, but all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now Mark records this a little different, but I'll quote it. It's found in Mark, uh, the 16th chapter, 15, 16th verse. Then he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Then in Mark, six, uh, Mark 15, 16, he said, Go into all the world. Now what world did he mean? He couldn't have meant any more than what Matthew meant when he said all nations, could he? Now, don't you think that those apostles that they carried out that commission would tell you what you must do to be saved? Uh, I want you young folks to pay particular. And he says, teaching them, uh, he said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the name go and teach all nations baptize him in the name of the Father and what and lo I'm with and these signs he says shall follow them that believe all that says some we, we you 
say they've got to be baptized, but you deny that these signs follow them at this time. In my name, in my name shall they cast out devils. Uh, now that was a positive that could happen to them there. And in my name, and these signs shall follow them to lead. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take no. They they will. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. Now, if that, if those positives are in effect now, people that don't understand what what those signs were for, that was to follow the preaching of the apostles, is to follow them through and take the apostles' word for it. Paul spoke of it in the Hebrew letter. And here's one he said it is for. He said, uh, if the words he said, spoken by angels, proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which began to be spoken to the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness both the signs and miracles and divers gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. And what was it for did Paul say? It was confirm that word which was spoke by inspiration and these prodigies confirmed it. Now, Christ didn't like, he didn't like those things in his preaching, did he? Let's go back and read some of Christ here before we come along. This is a long sermon, I'll admit. And, uh, in John, we find that many other things truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples. Now, we know many miracles that he performed during his ministry, don't we? We've read them in there. Many other things truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are sufficient that you might believe that he is the Son of God. Now, would you think that they'd take more prejudice? They wasn't all written that he done, but these was sufficient, he said, that they might believe. Now, under the influence of that same spirit, we read in John 14 and 26 here, uh, in John 26 and 14 it is uh, where he says 
us. If I go away, I will send, the Father will send the Holy Spirit in my name. And he will teach, he will direct you, the disciples, into all truth. He shall direct you and bring all thanks to your remembrance whatsoever I said unto you. Now do you think under the influence of that Holy Spirit when it was brought to the old disciples that they couldn't speak by inspiration the same as Christ? Now what did these miracles and things that Christ performed, what did they do for him? Didn't you never read it in Acts 2, 22? So I turn to that if they want to follow me. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, ye yourselves also know. Now, then how was Christ approved? Now how was these apostles approved? Paul said, it was confirmed unto us that the Holy God also bearing in witness both his son, miracles, and I was discord his own will. So now, we can follow along with safety to know that do you believe the inspiration has given those apostles and directed into the all truth? Do you believe we're happy? You do, do you think it'd be necessary then for us to have those same processes performed by, performed by the preachers of today? If you do, you're mighty badly disappointed because they can't do it. What they do is mockery. But let's go on. The, the, I want to read another one and introduce. Uh, the next reading is Luke. 24, 45 to 49. Uh, in, in reading it, in Luke 24, and I'm going to get the 45th chapter. And here's where Christ, after he had, had met those two Disciples are on the way to a man. I want to see. And it convinced him, according to the scripture, that he must die. He goes over it again in giving them things to be done. And this was just part of his ascension, just a few hours. Here's what he said. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved us suffering to rise from the dead. That remission, that repentance, remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations. Now that was not just the Jew, because he was to go, send him into all the world, to all nations. And he said that for them to tarry at Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Now I don't know, they couldn't have proclaimed it then. 
until that power they were recipients of that power that was promising. So I want to introduce to you uh, Acts 1 here. In Acts 1, you know they'd been under misconception. They expected that Christ would not have to die to establish his kingdom. And therefore, uh, just prior to his ascension, when they therefore come together, they ask of him, six verse, the first chapter of Acts, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? But he says this, and he says to them, it is not for you to know the time of the season which the Father himself has put in his own power. It did prove this, that Israel's kingdom had not been restored. It also proved that they didn't know because the Father had put that matter in his own power. Then he goes on to say, but ye shall receive power as the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now what difference in power was that from the power they received in Mark 9? In Mark 9 he said he gave them power and authority over all the devils and appeared to thee and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God. But could they under that commission there during that Jewish uh, preaching to the Jew for a period of three years, what language could they speak? Did he give them power to speak the languages of all the earth at that time? He did not. But here's what he did then. Uh, he says, And ye shall be witnesses of me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea, and in Samaria, the very place he told them not to go, no to the way of the Gentiles, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now, do you think those disciples in going here and preaching that gospel, that that gospel, when obeyed, would save them? That's what Christ said, he would believe it, and he was baptized of the same. Now, I'm going to show that these conversions but according to that commission, and for people to try to evade these scriptures is, will be disastrous to them, I think. Uh, I'm on the read uh, <coughs> now and then. Let's follow them in a minute here. You'd love to know. He said it was to begin at Jerusalem. Now, didn't it? How could they preach to all the nations of the earth and them go in and only spoke the Hebrew language? They had to do it by inspiration. Therefore, he said they would be endued with power from on high. But to carry you to Jerusalem until you be endued with power on high. What happened on the day of Pentecost? He said this gospel of the kingdom must be preached into all the world. People today don't believe that message, especially the 36th verse here. I'll 
take the thing because it was to be preached in his name. That repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name. It is not completed until you enter Christ's name because that's the only place anything, any promise that God ever made is to be fulfilled. All the promises of God are in him. Yea, yea, there's no nays to them. But him will come to the... And what did it say in the 36th verse? Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, it's necessary then to believe in a crucified Lord, and the one that is crucified was the one that was now Lord and Christ. Is that the Christ that we all believe in today? Now, it is in that name, him being made, both Lord and Christ, he became the Lord of the cook and the dead, the judge of the cook and the dead, and therefore will at some time save people out of the death state of which they could not hurt. So we find here that Peter preached a sermon in this. He said, David. And he quoted from a prophet. David being a prophet, knowing that God had sworn with an oath unto him, that as a fruit of his Lord, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. Seeing this, he seeing this before, like the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hot either hell, as we have in neither his flesh did see corruption. Then we come, what was the result? What did the commission say? And he said, go preach this gospel. And he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Did this year, this year, beginning of this worldwide commission on the field, what, what, was it true to that commission? Was that what happened? Let's read it in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for remission of sin, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises unto you and to your children, and to all that are fall, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now what happened here? We read in the 41st verse, And they that gladly received the word were baptized. So it had to be preached. It had to be received and obeyed. And there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. That was quite a bunch of converts there at Jerusalem to those Jews and Prostitutes that were assembled there on the day of Pentecost. Now let's go to a place where he had told them uh, not to go under the worldwide commission, not to go into any city of Samaria. But we read here in Acts 8, beginning at 5th verse, 
Uh, he's there then. Philip went down to the city of uh, went down to the city of Samir and preached Christ unto them. Now, to preach Christ, what was it? Those two great subjects, the things of the kingdom, the things of the name, in the sixth verse it says, and the, <coughs> to preach Christ unto them, and twelfth verse it is, but when they believed, uh, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized. Both men and women. Now wasn't that true to this mission? It had to be heard, it had to be believed, and it had to be obeyed. Uh, again we find, <coughs> we might find the Apostle Paul in the fourth chapter of Ephesians, the fifth verse, says there's only one baptism. They were baptized that day with the Holy Spirit. But under the great commission to give, Paul says here there's only one baptism. What was they baptized in here at Samaria? They weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit because if we read on here that Simeon the Sauter also believed and was baptized. And continued with Philip and wondering, beholding the miracles that they did. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, which Philip went down and delivered them, they sent to them Peter and John, who when they were came down, prayed to them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now they hadn't received that, but what happened to them? For yet it was fallen from one of them only. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So the baptism that he done that of those apostles was prior to their reception of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, he must have baptized them in water. That was the mode. But let's go further anyway. Next we come here to the to Saul. Uh, <clears throat> and what about Saul's conversion? What kind of man was Paul? Was he a good man or a bad man? You can read lots about him here in the Acts of the Apostles. He said himself that he was a he was a Jew born at Tarsus. And he was brought up at the feet of Gamaliel, the most learned man of his age. Now Tarsus, as we know, is a Roman province. Therefore, although he was a Jew, he was born there. Which served many times in his alibi and getting back to them. And therefore he says, and speaking of this then, I 
burly man, which Amadou, born in Tarsus, a city in Sicily, yet brought up in this, this city at the feet of the Magda and taught according to a perfect manner of the law of the fathers and was zealous toward God as you all are at this day. Now he was a zealous man. He was brought up in regard to this law in which he was brought up. Let's go here to the Colossian letter in the third chapter. I want to show you that Paul and he told the truth about himself. Uh, in the Philippian letter to the third chapter. And speaking of those Jews, he says, Therefore, I might also have confidence in the flesh if any man thinketh that he hath cloth, he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day, now notice, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrew, as touching the law a Pharisee. Concerning and persecuting, uh, concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Touching the righteousness which is in the law blindness. And now, was Paul saved at the time of his emotion? Was he saved when he was in this position, persecuting the church, being a Pharisee? Of course, taught the Pharisee the doctrine, didn't he? There is one impression I want to make on you young people. There's nothing but the truth going to do this for you. If you haven't got it, your immersion is not valid, neither would Paul have been. But what was, let's go Paul a little further uh, in the 10th chapter. In the, in the ninth chapter of Acts, and read you in regard to Paul's conversion. At the very time he was converted, the very time, uh, we find that he had he got he got permission from the chief priests and the authorities go down to go down and gather all that of uh, this way it brings Jerusalem to be punished. But here's what it says. On his way down there, he was hanging. And as he sojourned, he came near to Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth, and a voice came to him, soul, soul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Now notice then, uh, 
his heart laid a kick against the fridge. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? He began he began to decide to do as the Lord said. And what did the Lord say? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Now who was the man in the city that told Paul that? Let's go to twenty second chapter of Acts. And a nice that if you'll read on down there. After he had received his sight, I'll read on there. I'll tell Artie on this a little. Arise and go into this street that is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judah for one called Saul of Tartus. Now, that's what was told on the night. And behold, he prayed, and had seen a vision, a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. <coughs> now Ananias come and he had a sight from chief priest to bind all that call on the name out of Paul. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me. And unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles. I notice it. And kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him what great things he must suffer for my name. <coughs> now, would you think that Paul in this shape before he went down there and and uh, and uh, <clears throat> did what it was told him he must do that he was saved. He asked, what must I do? Uh, what do you have me to do? He said, it'd be told him but one down there what thou must do. Now let's go down and read Paul's account of it in the 22nd chapter of Acts. I'm going through these conversions really to show his true commission. One was he had to hear And in the 16th verse of the 22nd chapter, after he had reheard what his vision was on the way to Damascus, and he said to him in the 16th verse, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to start the 14th. And he said, The God of our fathers, which has chosen thee, that thou should know, know his will, and see that just one, and should hear the words of his mouth, that thou shalt be his witness unto all men of whom thou hast, of what thou hast seen and heard. And now what tiest thou? Now that's Paul, a very zealous man, a very great man. Now he deals so far to what has been told him, since he's being stricken down by the Lord himself and talked to him. He says, Arise, why tarry thou? Arise and be baptized, wash away thy sins. 
so he was a sinner still, was he not? And that the washing away of those sins would mean the calling upon the name of the Lord. Now there, there's Paul. Now in the 26th chapter, we find what his mission would be during then. I want to read that and then I'll go back to the Gentiles. Now we find that Paul in the Hershonist at midday, O king, I saw in the way. At midday, O king, I saw in the way, a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when he was fallen, when I was fallen to the earth, when he was fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me, and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, what persecutest thou me? His heart thee to prick against, kick against the prick. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. I listened to what purpose he called for. But arise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of the things which thou hast seen and of them which thou, things in which I have appeared unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles of whom now I send thee to open their eyes. To turn them from darkness to light, the power of Satan and the God, that they may receive the remission of their sins. And an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Now I tell you then, what was that commission in the 26th chapter? Uh, in the uh, 24th chapter of Luke that Christ said he says thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to die and rise again the third day that repentance and mission sin should be preached in my name now he said when they have been turned from darkness to light they have been sanctified as separate that they might receive the remission of their sin now who preached the first sermon to these, to the Gentiles, and who was it? Let's go back and study them a minute. But just back off, giving the word to the apostles themselves, who did the preaching to, to the Gentiles. <coughs> Coming to the 15th chapter, we found a dispute there among them as to the keeping of the law of Moses. And some claim, except you be circumcised and keep the law of Moses, you will not be saved. So they got a committee, and here's some of Peter's sayings. And when they had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So Peter was a speaker at the house of Canadian. But he was like all old Jews, he'd taken a miracle to prove to him to do that. 
Because they didn't believe in this gospel was for the Gentiles. So going back now to the... But this text over here, he said that he would send Paul to turn them from darkness, light and power, Satan to God, that they might receive the making their sin and inheritance among them as sanctified. Now going back to the 10th chapter of Acts of Apostles, and we come to the first, we come to the first Gentile conversion under the Worldwide Commission. And Peter said that God had told him a good while ago that by his mouth that the Gentiles should hear the word of God from belief. Now we find him here at Cornelius then. Now Cornelius, let's just read about what kind of man he was. I don't think you'd find a better one in the world today, just ordinarily, than Cornelius was. But was Cornelius saved at the time of being good man at that time? Let's read it. There were certain men in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the Augustus band. Called the Italian band. Now he was in, he, he was a, he was, a, what do we call a lieutenant over a, a, uh, but you sold it. A devout man, one that feared God with all his house, and which gave much alms to the people, and prayed to God always. He saw a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of the Lord coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine arms are gone up for a memorial before me. Yeah, I remember you on that. Now send men to Joppa and call for one son, whose surname is Peter. And lodges one Simeon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside, and he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Now I didn't. If there's anything else, if Cornelius is saved, if all the good things that we read that Cornelius did in this night, if he was saved on that, wouldn't be no, no. But let Peter rehearse what Cornelius said. And the Spirit bade me go to nothing down. Moreover, these six brethren, accompanied me and we entered into the man's house. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, So send men to Joppa and call Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell thee words whereby and all thy house shall be saved. So if he is saved by that time, those words didn't do it, did it? But we know that Peter carried a message down there that would say, Cornelius. Now I want to give you now, 
So he goes down there and coming back to the preaching of Peter here. Now we find that Cornelius was better instructed than most people you go out in the world. How many uh, people do you meet in the world today that knew what Cornelius done at the time Peter addressed him there to his house? Now how many? Let me show you. Did Peter opened his mouth and said of the truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but he that in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh rightness is accepted in him. Now, that, <coughs> that word, the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace with Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all that word, I say ye know, which was published, now notice, throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Now what was that word? Go back into Galilee and find out. And Mark 1.14 says, after John was preaching, Christ went about all Galilee, preaching gospel, came and God. Now he said, to me this news, what about saying that Cornelius concerned Cornelius' soul? Let's read all what happened there. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Now God was the one that done the anointing. He punished that power to Jesus, who went about doing good and eating all the oppressed of the devil. For God was willing. And we are witness of all these things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on tree. But what did he go on to say? Him God raised up the third day and showed him, showed him, him openly, not to all the people, but unto men. Witnesses chosen before God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that he which is ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To him, now notice the message here. Oh, you got it, I know, continue. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, not out of it, just what he said back there, that repentance and remission of sin should be Christian's name, that through his name, whosoever believeth in him. Now take get to God, Lord, and read it. He says, in to him. Shall receive remission of sin. While Peter had spake these words, the Holy Spirit fell on them which heard the word. Now what was the command? Neither was even saved when that Holy Spirit fell on him. I want to know if he wasn't saved out of that name. Because here's the word, here's the thing that put him in the name. We find here that for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God, 
Then as you preach it, can any man forbid water? Now notice it. That they should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Spirit as well as they had already received it. And what was the command? He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Now that was the command. Now was he saved before he entered that name? You think he is saved outside of that name? I want to read another from Acts of the Apostles. You hear it a lot. And this is true with what Jesus said in John 2. I'm going to quote this and I'm going to read this and to you. In the fourth chapter of Acts, in the twelfth verse, I guess you're Now, notice it. That this is the stone which was set in note of you building in which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name. Notice that. Under heaven, uh, given among men whereby we must be saved. So if he was saved, can he was before that? Well, what was the command? Commission. He that believes in his baptized shall be saved. Now, isn't that true, the commission? Isn't it? Isn't it the one that that Peter told him what he must do, and didn't he do it? So that is that conversion. But I'm going to go back. I was kept on here that was a Jew, uh, probably a apostolic uh, Jew. I don't know why he was. It found Acts. They chapter, <coughs> and that was the eunuch. Now this eunuch was a man under Candacea, queen of Ethiopia, and he had a good position there. He was keeper of all the goods. He was a treasure. But it said he had been up to Jerusalem for worship, and on his way returning, Peter was commanded by the Spirit to join himself to the church. And he did it. Now Peter, when he, when he did, when Philip joined himself, uh, and he had invited Philip to come sit with him in the church. And then Philip ran thither to him and heard him and read the prophet Isaiah. And he said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Now that apostle, that man, had been up there in Jerusalem for the worship. And of course he, he was a Jew religiously, but no. But uh, he was, uh, under, he is an Ethiopian on the Tennessee. But here he was, returning from there to his native place there with the queen. And he says, uh, How can I accept some man guide me? Now that's what people need today, just somebody to guide me. 
somebody to read the Bible with them and help them with the understanding of these scriptures. Now he said the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb dumb before his hearers so open his mouth. Now respected friends, if we just preach the thing of the name and the things of Jesus, would that be a good place to start? Can we preach it from the prophets? Notice what he said here. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Now who shall declare his generation that his life is taken from the earth? Now, what was that recorded? In the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. Now he says, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scriptures and preached unto him Jesus. So Jesus is taught in that. Well, did Jesus ever verify a statement like that that was made here by Philip? Let's go back to Jesus and what did he say? In the 24th chapter of Luke, where we've been reading, I want to read to you just what he told those two disciples, Cephas and on the way to Damascus. And see what he said. In the 24th chapter of Luke, and we find him saying this to them. Then he said to them, O fool and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. And beginning, now notice, that Moses and the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now he began here in Isaiah, and there he preached Jesus to that end. Now, do you believe that was true of the commission? What happened after he had preached to that unit there in the 8th chapter of that? What happened? Why, he said, uh, one of those two priests in scripture. Well, they went along, and the eunuch said to him, said, as they went along, uh, they went on their way, they came into a certain water, and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What do hand of me to be baptized? Now, how do you think that eunuch knew to be baptized? if it didn't come under the preaching of Philip at that time. Where could he have got it? So what did Philip do? He baptized him. Now what was the commission? Go into all the world and teach all nations. He was believed and his baptized shall be saved. Now Paul was to be sent to the Gentiles. We can't take up too many, let's see how much time I'm 
but all things are not expedient. So we find then that those taxes could only be, could only be saved for 